0: The Old Pre-Meds Podcast is part of the Meded Media Network. Included on that network is the Premed Years, now a two-time nominee for Best Podcast in the Science and Medicine category at the Academy of Podcasters. Go check us out over at mededmedia.com. This is the Old Premeds Podcast session number twenty-three. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, or now you're changing careers, ready to go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help you answer your questions and help educate you on your journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old pre Podcast. This is the podcast for the non-traditional pre-med student. We take our questions directly from the Old Pre-Meds form over at oldpremeds.org. If you don't have an account over there, it's easy to sign up. Go ask a question. It's an amazing community of friendly people, unlike some of the other forms out there for pre-med students. And you have the opportunity to have your question answered here on the podcast, where we take questions every day or every every week as we do the podcast and answer them here on the podcast. And this week is no different. Let's go ahead and get Rich on, and we'll get into this week's question. Rich, welcome back. It's been a a couple weeks since you've been on with us. And
1: how are you doing today, Dr. Ryan?
0: I'm doing well. I I still laugh when you call me Dr. Ryan. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Anyway, um, so we have another question from the old pre-meds form. This one is from an NP that wants to now possibly go back to medical school. And, you know, it's interesting, kind of a, a sidebar here. I talk to a lot of PAs and NPs that are interested in going on and, and getting their MD. What do you make of that?
1: You know, I'm not sure. I had always thought, or the common wisdom would say, that people who go to PA and NP were kind of doing it as a secondary program to medicine. And in fact, the data shows... For PA's example, that only two percent of people who apply to PA also apply to MD or DO school. Hmm. And I always thought it'd be much higher. There's a there's a larger overlap with nursing, but PA itself seems to have become a direct route for people to go into medicine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, when when according to them, they're making still a good amount of money and with a lot less time but i think that's changing a lot now because it seems like the pa route they're they're adding residencies to pa school and the thing of the past where you could kind of shop around for specialties as you moved along your career that's kind of going away but Mm. anyway we're talking about medical school here not pa school so this nurse practitioner her biggest question comes down to her undergraduate years. It's been a while since she's been in undergrad. She's now a mom of two kids, and she's been a nurse practitioner for five years. and And she said, "What she's saying here, she's finally made up her mind to follow her dreams of going to medical school. Um, enrolled in community college, but they she's worried about her undergraduate science GPA being a two point nine, um, receiving an F in one of her classes." And she's wondering how much her undergraduate grades are going to haunt her as she tries to move forward.
1: Um, It depends on a couple of things, but obviously people who have what I like to call grade baggage do have to worry about it. I like that one. Yeah, I like this. It's a good visual. (laughs) Yeah, some people feel like they're schlepping around the airport with four overloaded suitcases and still have to get through TSA. (sighs) um if this student had she had a poor undergraduate if that was directly in nursing or was it pre-nursing we don't know that would affect on where those grades may wind up in their uh GPAs for science or non-science it depends how they were later on if they were bad say a freshman year that's a fairly common thing for people to be and edcoms i won't say overlook it but certainly give it, you know, much less impact than other years of your college degree. Um, Also, this student, while nurse practitioner presumably was a master's level program for them, and while master's degrees don't carry the weight to add to your undergraduate GPA, a licensed professional like a, like an NP would likely carry more weight as a completion and the ability to deal medi- deal with medically related courses. I think I think it's mm-hmm. safe to say that an NP course load is perhaps slightly lower than say a special masters program. That's just my guess and I'll use that word yeah. guess for that specific but, but higher than something like an MPH. Yeah, I think it's going to carry it's come uh, com- completing a masters program is at least an accomplishment, but For example, as you just mentioned, an MPH has virtually no science, not considered hard. Uh, A master's in a hard science would be worth more, a special master's is worth directly, and I think that a clinical professional degree like a nurse practitioner master's would be a great accomplishment. Mm -hmm. While it won't directly impact the GPA, it will certainly impress an adcom. So now the question is, Is this um, the, uh, will the old baggage hurt them? They have two paths to it. One, they're now doing some community college work. We don't know specifically what prerequisites they had as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Part of the issue with anything with nursing is often the prerequisites for that program are not at the same level that med schools want. One of the issues that nurses and other health professionals have when applying to med school, they assume their coursework previously will count towards their science science GPA as well as their science prerequisites as well as prepare them for the MCAT. Often, none of that is true, and they don't realize it. So if she's now going to community college, though, and taking the appropriate um, courses for prerequisites, the chemistry, the biology, the organic, et cetera, and does well in the MCAT, um, I think she'll will do. She'll probably be a, a good candidate for medical school. Mm. The second piece of that, of course, if they are very poor, depending on how widespread and, and how the grade trends work overall, they may want to consider grade replacement and go the DO route. Um, certainly, one of the old pre-med members, uh, Letitia, uh, who's was a family. Uh, she was a nurse midwife, and she went on to DA, do school uh, in her fifties, and is now I believe she's a family practice resident still. Yeah. Um, and I've also known NPs who've gone off the MD school as well, so it's 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 not unheard of at all, and and I think it's doable depending on this person's specific GPAs and their spread. And while I'm on that point, just one more note on that: generally, uh, students get too focused on a single GPA number. Yep. If they go to the AMCAS, there's a grade conversion uh, PDF that you can simply look up on Google. You can work out what your grade chart will look like because they look at year by year and they look at it science versus non-science. and they, That's how an adcom sees your grades. They don't see a single number out on the screen. They see it in that trend and then they see the totals at the bottom. That will give them a good idea of what your trends are like and what that means to you and students should do that gives them a better idea of what their real gpa is so a freshman who doesn't do well and does great the other three years may be applying to medical schools that are kind of under where he should be where they in fact should probably look at a little bit more reach schools in that case yeah all right so
0: yes your undergraduate days are going to haunt you but you have uh, plenty of opportunity to to overcome them So, all right. Anything else to add to that one, Rich?
1: Nope, I think that's all.
0: All right, well, I hope that answered that question for you. If you have a question, like I said at the beginning of the show, go to oldpremeds.org, sign up for an account if you don't already have one, and ask away. I do want to take a second to thank a listener who left us a rating and review in iTunes. If you would like to do that, you can do so over at opmpodcast.com slash iTunes. That'll open up iTunes for you, and you can uh, click on the leave a review, leave a rating right there. We have great verse commentary says, can a podcast change your life? This is it. They say, this is a top-notch podcast for those of us heading to medical school later in life. I've gone from saying it's too late to the time is now. I owe this to Dr. Gray, OPM, and the medical school headquarters. Thanks for changing a life, Dr. Gray. That is an amazing comment, amazing review. Thank you so much for that. Whoever you are, great verse commentary. It's comments like that, reviews like that, that continue to motivate me, continue to motivate Rich, continue to motivate Allison for the pre-med years. It's, It's comments like that that just continually kick us in the butt and make us want to continue to do better for you. So if you want to leave us a rating interview, you can do so. Again, opmpodcast.com slash iTunes. I hope you got a lot of good information out of the show today. Again, if you have any questions, oldpremeds.org. And until next time, keep pushing, keep moving forward. What you're doing is going to make a huge difference in your life and your patient's lives in the future.